Alright folks, it's been a while. I've been uh, <clears throat> trying to read some books first. Um, so, I finished reading, well, more like hearing, The Bicameral Mind by Julian James. Um, I think, I think this book should be required reading, um, for, for just, if you go to school, I think this, you should be required to read this book, man, or at least by senior year in high school, if not the least it it should at least be a well actually I don't know if they do or not but at least in philosophy you know philosophy class or psychology religion blah 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 because this book came out I couldn't believe this okay let me Okay, so, this book came out in 1976. <laughs> this book came out in 1976, alright, right now it's 2021 minus 1976. 45 fucking years. 45 fucking years. This book has been out. And. Basically I came across it. Well I guess the ideas at least. Um, as far as. Uh. What the fuck is going on? Okay, as far as I can tell, uh, for me it was uh, when I started watching the show Westworld on HBO with Anthony Hopkins. Um, yeah, I would say that is when I first came across this guy's ideas. But then now if I look back... Um, I think a lot of Ridley Scott's movies have this theme in it, the, the bicameral mind, this, this, uh, I feel like a lot of his movies, even his brother, Tony Scott, one of my favorite movies, True Romance, okay, directed by Tony Scott, the script was written by Quentin Tarantino, and... One of my favorite actresses, I guess, Patricia Arquette, in that movie. I actually, I even met her <laughs> when I went to Haiti. I actually met her. I could not believe my fucking eyes. I was... <clears throat> Anyways, so... And the interesting thing with Tony Scott is that he committed suicide. Jumping off a bridge in uh, L.A., I think, and and Ridley Scott, his brother. This is what I'm saying. It's very interesting when I when I look at these two uh, brothers. They were they they both studied. Um, they both studied. Um, in, let me see. Tony Scott. Okay. Um, the Royal College of Art in London. Okay. And now, when I look back, and okay, so the true romance part. Let me finish the the. This is crazy. 
if you if you read the bicameral mind, if you know these ideas. So what is happening is human beings we have you know left hemisphere and right hemisphere in our brains. Our brain is split. And it's interesting because Mr. Uh, Julian Jaynes says that um, you know consciousness awareness wasn't like the people back in time in history wasn't necessarily conscious like us and what would happen is they would hear one side of their brain speak to them in this kind of godly mystical manner and that is what they would end up calling god the lord angels whatever you want to call it and apparently that is how the god spoke to them and and you know uh the pharaohs and the kings the shamans then preserving that genetic line so that so that um you know, people could have that uh, connection with being able to hear the gods and communicate with the gods. And that's how apparently idols came about because it was like they made idols and then people would just basically project their god side on these idols, these statues, these whatever. And it's, it's very interesting because I'm also reading the book... Uh, by Mercia Eliada uh, on shamanism and I'm telling you man Julian James does talk touch on shamanism here and there but I wish he would have I wish he would have gone way deeper into shamanism because this is what I think is going on okay so I completely agree with uh, Dr. Julian Jaynes about I've, about his theory on how he thinks consciousness came about, and just based off his I would say perspective, his his glasses, let's say, his lens, and then you look at history, reality, whatever through this bicameral mind lens, a lot of things really do make sense, man. He like the when he explains poetry and the Bible and mythology and these great epics, the Iliad and Greece and and it's it's very interesting because this stuff he and 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 in his work schizophrenia is huge. Huge. Um and apparently it's it's the schizophrenics that were chosen as, you know, the the oracles or the priests or the whatever. It's it's my goodness, man. Like <sighs> Samson could have been a shaman, schizo shaman. Okay, hearing voices. Cain and Abel. If you think about it, it's a fucking story that's going on in your head. Cain and Abel is your left hemisphere, right hemisphere. The Lord is. The Lord is whichever hemisphere, they say usually the left, I think, or the right, I forget. Either one, whichever one was the mystical higher one, that would they would define that as the Lord. And so, anytime now in the Bible, like if I think even, so I went back to the story of Samson, and it was like every time... If you if you if you read the stories now and if you understand symbology, if you look into if you read Marcia Eliade's book and what the shamans how they describe their journeys and into the spirit world, it's always like in the field out in the open or crossing a river onto the other side or a stream and it's like yeah, Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, like all this shit is going on in the spirit world. Okay, now, so 
the shamans, the schizos, these were the people that could still kind of have, the, have this connection, apparently, with the gods. But Julian Jaynes, well, that's from the shamanistic point of view. Julian Jaynes says, well, this is, you know, schizophrenia is come, it's happening in their brain, and it's just conscious. I think it's the combination of shamanism, schizophrenia, uh, the bicameral mind, as Julian Jaynes is saying, and, and... If we look at history, the Earth right now is about 23 degrees off axis, tilted off axis. And this is when they, around, they said uh, uh, 10,000 years before was the Ice Age. And there was probably some comet or asteroid that hit uh, the planet Earth and that caused the, you know, the ices to melt and the warming and then Earth's tilt about 10,000 years before and this is also what what some of these Egyptian scientists or Egyptologists are saying that you know these fucking pyramids might be even older than 10,000 like they're saying some of them are saying these were these might have been built before the ice age okay then i go to the bible i I remember reading the New Testament. I remember certain verses, and especially one that Paul talks about. It's, it's like Romans eight nineteen and twenty. He's he's basically saying how Paul is saying how the earth, nature, is groaning to to be to to be able to go back to the way it used to be when the children of God used to, um, you know walk on the earth or whatever uh, i mean look it up i might be paraphrasing a little bit but it's it's that whole idea and you know then then you have plato saying you know the flood happened this happened it to atlantis and and now we're starting to see that you know lemuria southern or i mean the in japan under the water all these fucking dude like something happened Something shifted. I mean, even, 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 um, even all the Egypt stuff, they say, or just even all the ancient sites around the world, how apparently they are on this certain axis. And right now, how apparently the earth is 23 degrees off of that axis. But when the earth, let's say, was on that axis, like how all these ancient sites line up perfectly um, with the, the sun or, you know, the, the, the stars. And it's like, I think there's all something. And, and, and also in Revelation, how it says heaven and earth is basically going to be new heaven, new earth. But it's still gonna be on the same planet, and to me, to me, so then okay, then then you then you have the shamans who alter their state of consciousness through you know trance, drumming, psychedelics, whatever it is, breathwork, um, and and which allows them to tr basically allows their consciousness to travel between between different dimensions, realms, whatever you want to call it. And shamans, apparently, it's crazy, man. They are all about ascension. It's all about this light. So, shamanism and the Gnostics sound very very similar, man. Like, they believe it's like the soul is light trapped in his body, consciousness. And, and... It's very interesting. All I'm saying is, I think we are going through some time. Everyone keeps saying we're going, like all the spiritual people, you know, uh, um, world, they're saying, oh, it's, we're going from 3D to 5D, you know. And look, man, all this shit is kind of new to me. Like, I am definitely following my curiosity and my questions but like i don't know what's 
what all this means and what what what's gonna happen. I don't know. Like, um, well, one thing I do find interesting is how. Caves. Okay, so okay, let me finish the true romance thing. So, true romance. Uh, the main character. Whenever he's usually whenever he's introspecting, okay, and usually when he's in front of a mirror and he's talking to himself, there's one voice which is his voice, and then there's another voice, which is his you could say his lord voice or his god voice and to him that manifests as elvis <laughs> which which is fucking crazy if like i this is what i'm saying i can't believe it took me this long to fucking read this book Fucking, I started watching that show, what, like, to 2016, and it's 2021, shit. So, this is where I'm at right now. Whatever I look at, whichever perspective, you know, I look at, there's, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I've, I've found a lot more answers, but then again, I also have new questions and it's just, it's just when I look at, let's say, a certain thing from all these different perspectives, and, and, you know, try to make sense of shit, and it's just, well, one side is going, you know all this shit is going on inside the individual's head, right? And, you know, one side agrees to that point but then there's this other side that goes well who the fuck made the pyramids who the fuck built the pyramids like all these ancient sites and temples and some of these things man how the fuck did they make this shit we still we still haven't really like i haven't really heard any good answers really man like I, I don't know, man, like, this is why I'm saying, it's, it's, this is why, so, okay, so, so then my question is, okay, so then, if both of these sides are valid, which, you know, I think they are, then my question is, okay, so then if both are right, then how do we make sense of this reality if both are right? So then it's like, so what are you saying, then? This reality is actually, let's say, well, that everyone's saying we're going into the fifth dimension and it's going to be the golden age for consciousness, going back to the golden age and, and, and basically a bunch of good shit. So, so then my question is, is, is that what it means then when matter, planet Earth, and and consciousness god spirit world whatever you want to call it quantum physics this invisible side when both align back together then it's like heaven on earth as above so below it's like that 
changes things now. Because then if, let's say, the invisible spirit world and the physical material world come together, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, this is what I'm saying. That's why, to me, if that's what happens, and that's the way we're headed, apparently, if that's the case, in that perspective then in that reality I think you know uh, Dr. Manhattan from uh, the Watchmen the big blue dude with the giant blue dong hanging (laughs) that guy how he basically just built shit out of just thoughts just thinking shit he built he built everything just by thinking it and so Because apparently our thoughts, our vibrations that go out into matter and it's crazy. It's magnetism apparently. And and bring the stuff to you. Okay, so, so, you know, then it's like, okay, people say, oh, these big ass limestone slabs, you know, the closest fucking quarry for limestone is like 500 miles away. How the fuck did they do it? People say back in the day, well, there was, there was, you know, Nile was, it was water. It was, everything was surrounded by water, so they would just float the shit and then drop it. But it's like, have you seen it? It's like, precise. And I'm not, forget the pyramids. Okay, fuck the pyramids then. Let's go to, like, South America. Let's go to, um, Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, right? Turkey, right? It's like, who made these? How did they make these? Were there giants? Apparently because all these mythologies have giants. And if you think about Jack and the Beanstalk story, it's like, I don't know, man. Sounds pretty shamanistic. Because basically what the shaman does is they go up into the gods' worlds world or down into the underworld and they're the mediator between god and the underworld and where the physical plane planet earth humans is like where the fuck did shamans come from how did like then then you hear about these yogis living in caves in fucking negative 30 degrees celsius it's like how how what is going on? Like, is the mind so fucking powerful? That's my question. Because all, everything I'm looking at, all this research, if, if it's anything, it's pointing to how fucking powerful the, the mind is. And if that's the case, then... My God, like, how powerful is the mind? Like, what the fuck is the brain? Why are there two hemispheres? If you look at, okay, so even your eyes. You close one eye. And you look at your hand in front of you. Then you open the other, and then close the other. It's two separate, it's two different angles, okay? The brain is made 60% of fat, okay? The body is 70% water, okay? The spinal cord, the cerebrospinal fluid, CSF, in our spine, in, in, in our backbone, you know, goes up from our spinal cord all the way up to our brain, is liquid, basically like a liquid water that is one molecule away from being the exact same as seawater. Why? What the fuck is going on? Why is the Lord in the Bible obsessed with eating fats, the fatty portions?
like so many questions, man. Because it's it's just like okay. So then there there's this guy Mauro Zap Zapatera who who calls the CSF fluid the I am, um, the I am awareness. Basically, that's he thinks that's where consciousness lies. Okay, which is interesting because. CSF, plasma, blood, salt. Also, if if in, it's, it's fucking interesting because in in Genesis when it says, uh, the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So the word water, in the Hebrew, has like so many different meanings, and one of them is like semen. And it's like. If you look up what semen is made of, it's it's like basically a pack full of fucking vitamins and nutrients and proteins. And it's like I really want to know what is going on. Like what is this human body? What is CSF? Why is okay, it's, it's Another interesting theory I heard was apparently that Yahweh in the Old Testament was a dragon. Hence all these barbecues and animal sacrifices and, and, and virgins and gold. It's uh, interesting. Apparently in the Middle East, in that area where the Hebrews apparently came from, the Habiru tribes. Apparently, uh... Lots of dragons, so that's interesting. Babylon, the the gates, they have dragons on them. So what the fuck? Okay, again, again with this whole big dragon and serpent thing throughout mythology, throughout the West and the East. Well, in the West they kill the dragons, in the East they they view them as teachers, great teachers. I mean, South America they had the you know. Feathered dragon, snake. Um, it's all over. So then my question was, well, what the fuck does this mean? Why? It's like, is this symbolic or is this literal? Some people think it's these great dragons, the Nagas, that built the pyramids. Um, what? So then it's like, so, so that's my question. Did they physically exist in this reality, or is this all symbolic? And that's always the fucking line, the, the line between, like, material and non-material. It's, it's like, where is that line, that point, where, where is it? Just lot, lots of new questions. Uh, it's good though. I mean, I'm not bitching or complaining or nothing. It's just, I'm. This is what I do. I go research and then a bunch of more questions. And then it's basically, I'm just trying to put together the whole big story and, you know, trying to figure out what is going on. Well, my thing is the big dragon serpents, the one way, if you look at it from the shaman's point of view, if they go into the spirit world, I mean, that is when they say the serpent uh, is basically the symbol for the soul, for your fucking soul, your anima, Carl Jung, he's, you know, he said that too, it's like, even in mythology, fairy tales, folk tales, like, it's, it's wisdom, the serpent came to Eve first, because <laughs> she's a woman, Women have this wisdom inherently embodied in them. It's, it's, what am I going to say, man? It's like, this is feminine energy, masculine energy, and then you have matter. And it's like, I don't know, man, like the line between reality and fantasy is like where where do you draw that line 
Where do we draw that line? I mean, fuck, man. That's basically what we're doing anyways. Every day we're doing the same bullshit. We project half of reality on this world, man. Again, another interesting thing. The Ark of the Covenant <laughs> is could be symbolic of because okay so apparently the Ark of the Covenant is the human skull and the back it looks like wings and whatnot. This is the part where the spinal cord meets the skull. Um, that's what they call the, it's, it's, if, it's, once you see these symbols and learn what they mean and you see the whole, like, process and events and whatnot, it's like, then you go back to the Bible and read through the stories and you see them, you see the markers and it's, everything sounds to me, so when I read the Bible, these stories basically sound to me the symbolic journey of consciousness um, played out in a narrative form with characters. But all this shit is going on inside the author's head. It's basically the psychedelic vision, stories, the hero's journey, the mythical... Nigga, it's basically you going into dream world and coming back to this world and writing that shit down. It's like these guys were the first ones to write down their journals in, in this like symbolic, poetic, fictional story, fantasy, mytholo mythological style. All basically in a dynamic way um, recording the journey of consciousness. That's one way to look at it. Well... Another thing I would like to mention is the carnivore diet. Um, for me, it's a game changer. Um, it's it's convenient. It's uh, it works. You lose weight. Like I feel like I feel like I am back. Just like just the the energy level, I feel like I'm back when I was in fucking high school or something, man. So I feel fucking full of energy and life again, instead of always feeling fucking tired, sore, and no energy. Just I don't know. Maybe it's placebo. I mean, placebo is very powerful. So it's working for me. So. It works for other people out there who says it works for them. So, just telling you what I what I've experienced for myself. Um, well, one thing definitely that would be interesting is is we need hella more people to go out into all these parts of the world where these people are still living indigenously and uh, you know as long as you can make contact with them without you know and still being safe I think it is our responsibility as modern humans with technology to go and 
save as much of this knowledge and wisdom as we can, man, because they're all dying. They're all dying. Nobody's learning those languages anymore. Nobody's writing down those stories. Nobody's following those traditions, rituals. It's those art, that art, poetry, like all kinds of shit. It's like nobody is... That's why we need to go, man. Us who have been blessed with excess in the first world developed countries or whatever, like... That should be our duty to... I mean, fucking just go do a DNA test and just follow your own damn story of, like, your fucking great-great-grandparents or whatever. Like, just go find out shit about that. Like, if anything, like, all this stuff in the West we call the unconscious, the subconscious. I mean, it versus, like... Versus, like, let's say the shamans or whatever they call the spirit world, ancestor worship, animism. It's like, what's the fucking difference? What's the difference? I think also another thing, definitely, that Julian James, I think, is spot on about is language. Language, writing, language, like... There's a difference between writing and just oral tradition. Because the moment you start writing shit down, now your consciousness, you have created a different way of looking at the world. It's a third person perspective versus just oral tradition is more like just first person experience, I think. So there's this sort of disconnect between the educated who have this internal sense of self versus you know some of these very primitive indigenous people like are scared of their own pictures. It's like and 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 this is interesting because this whole thing of bicameral bicameral mind has to do with mirrors and animals and consciousness and shamans one of the main one of their main tools is a mirror and this is what i'm saying man stand in front of a mirror and just observe your mind it will just start talking because it's like when we were babies, okay, uh, before we had any concept of self-awareness, like this book talks about it, talks about it too. When a baby at first sees a mirror, at first it's surprised or scared, then it starts to realize it that okay, that's its own reflection, you know, and that's apparently how we become self-aware, conscious, conscious of ourself, and this is just so fucking fascinating <laughs> because I don't know I like symbolically now if I want to portray this concept it's like we are literally being run by light let's say if our soul is light it is like literally it's 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 a two-way thing I think. So when we open our eyes, we let light come in, but I think we are also projecting. I think it's a two-way thing. And it's it's okay, look. If you it, it, it all depends how which perspective you're looking at whatever. So if you look at and this is so crazy because Julian James also brought this up so my question then was like wait did i hear this before like was this in my subconscious and blah 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 but anyways what he was saying was the more okay so what the more i was looking into shit and then looking at genesis it was like in the beginning there was darkness and the spirit of god was hovering over the waters 
Okay, and then God said, let there be light. I mean, honestly, dude, you could compare the beginning of Genesis to the opening of The Lion King. It's just like the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. It makes me think of the moon. And God said, let there be light. It's sunrise. And God saw the light and said it was good. So it's like literally an internal journey of consciousness of from basically beginning dawn to dusk like and then you know after fire that's different you know they went into the caves did some psychedelics maybe drew some you know paintings on the wall some half animal half man images like all kinds of shit man it's like I'm open to look at all kinds of perspectives and theories and see which one works. Which one, which... So I look at all the different puzzle pieces and then which set of events feels the most natural. And that's how you write a story. <laughs> so then my question is, well, if there was no mind or human to put these events together and like make a story all objective reality objective truth whatever is just like well if there if this tree fell in the forest and there was no one to hear it did it make any sound it's like yeah it did make a sound but also the whole observer effect is it's very real like there's so, so to me, it was like, it almost feels like me, this conscious part of me, this individual, this body, is, you know, awake right now, let's say, eyes open, conscious, versus, you know, sleeping. So it's like, to me, it almost feels like, okay, I'm playing the character, the avatar, the puppet right here with this physical body. And then... It's, it almost feels like there's this, on the opposite side, it's, it feels like whatever you want to call it, the God side or whatever, it feels like someone's watching. Something is watching or it feels like I'm being watched by something. So, so this part of first person, first person character point of view and then the third person higher zoomed out just audience point of view and then it's like me sitting down right now and and observing both sides and talking about it is the I don't know the author writer editor point of view so it's like the trinity is in our head your two eyes and then the one in inside your inner eye the the single eye the the all seeing eye the, your pineal gland <sighs> to see god face to face <laughs> oh my god man 369 it's the inner triangle, your eyes and your, it's the pyramid in your skull. It's, it's the Ark of the Covenant. It's the two tablets are your two hemispheres. The manna is basically, they say, you know, dried mushrooms. That's your fucking spinal cord. And it's like, I mean, sorry, the, yeah, the man, the manna is, uh, you know, the dried mushrooms and, and Aaron's rod that had budded blossomed is your fucking spinal cord blossoming blossoming means you have you have experienced enlightenment the crown chakra god consciousness that's the ark of the covenant that's in your head <laughs>
Golgotha is in your head. Jesus, the two, the two thieves on each side. Jesus in the middle. That's in your head. <sighs> Cain and Abel, the Lord speaking. It's in your head. I think the thing with Cain and Abel, and then Lord put up the, and then the God, Lord, the Lord put a mark on Cain's head, so that nobody would kill him. Or that anybody who killed Cain would suffer seven times seven, the whatever. And it's like, to me, I was like, what the fuck does this mark mean? Okay? So then if you think, I thought, I was looking at it like, well, what if mark means, like, the bicameral mind? Like, Cain, I mean... From Genesis, honestly, it was Cain talking to the Lord, right? We never got the story of the Lord talking to Abel. So, maybe Cain was schizo. Cain, um, used to plant veggies. But God looked on favor on Abel's stuff because of the fat portions, what the fuck does this mean? What is it with the fats? And this is what I'm saying. And then, and then the Lord said, If you had done the right thing, would you not have also been blessed? So what? Bring more fatty meat? So then my question, well, so is this the theory, theory of because humans started to eat meat and fats is what our you know, our, grew our brains? Like, is that what what this story's talking about or hinting at? It's like, I don't know. I have all these different perspectives now and basically it's... That's what I'm trying to figure out. What makes sense with what perspective and... The schizo bicameral mind stuff, shamanism stuff is very interesting. Also, I find very interesting is that they say in shamanism, uh, apparently it started off with women first. Women, once again, in shamanism, they are the ones apparently who. Like in Korean shamanism, it's all women. So once again, this I think links it back to with the whole Adam and Eve. The serpent came to Eve first because the serpent is a symbol of the soul, of of wisdom. So you know, Sophia, woman, it's is if it's like I don't know what is. The link. What is going on? Like, it's it's interesting. It's just more questions. I found some answer, but you know, more questions. But still, um, it's it's very interesting, man. When you look at things from certain perspectives, just. Certain combinations really, really make you wonder, hmm, like, I wonder what would happen, or I wonder why it happened this way when they had these other options. It's like, and, you know, with stories especially, you can't help yourself because we just love, we can't help ourselves but to project our consciousness on whatever character story mask like project the power of projection is like it's insane if you think about it. if like just look at so in the west they say oh, all these you know primitive people still worshiping idols this and that but it's like you guys have museums for your celebrities that you make wax statues out of. Um, and then you go take selfies with these statues. <coughs> 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 
like celebrities, the stars, the Hollywood out here is like, <clears throat> yeah, we're all we're doing is projecting our ideal self on these people, these actors, these celebrities, these whatever. <clears throat> and it's the same thing, really. <clears throat> you know, I mean, <clears throat> for I would say for most women in the modern world, the mirror um, <clears throat> probably drives more of their <clears throat> thought process and thinking and time and energy <clears throat> than anything else, really. It's still so much about image, about how we view ourselves selves in our heads and how <clears throat> we present ourselves to other people we're obsessed with image <clears throat> and it's interesting when you know the number one commandment in the old testament was you shall have no other gods before me <clears throat> it's like your soul when you look in the mirror telling to yourself don't be a slut don't be a hoe don't sell yourself out so cheap by you projecting yourself on whatever get that gives you attention know your value know your worth your beloved your you know all that shit about your beloved the poetry and all that stuff <clears throat> It's basically your soul, own fucking soul telling you. But then again, it's like, well, we still got to go through the whole journey anyways. It's, it's this journey of consciousness going from darkness into light, basically. From the umbilical cord to the baby, to the man, back to the vagina, as the sperm, and the cycle continues. It's the story of consciousness from darkness to light. Light traveling through tunnels, whether it's the umbilical cord, whether it's the spinal cord, whether it's your fucking... cord and the matrix that they stuck in the back of Neo's skull like I mean babies are born with the top of their head still soft and they say that's when the soul comes in and then the skull hardens <clears throat> lots of different theories man I'm just saying all the different ones I've seen and heard so far and I mean, I don't think you'll ever, I don't think we'll ever figure it out. Maybe we'll, maybe we will, I don't know, who knows. But it's, <clears throat> I think there's a connection, man, because we also have that, that reptile brain in us. I think it's got to do with something with these fucking... It's something to do with our reptilian brain, I think. Because <clears throat> that brain is fucking ancient. It is fucking ancient. And I think that's where the shadow resides. I think that's what the shadow is. Just pure instinct survival. <clears throat> the thing that Nietzsche said, if you... Look into the abyss long enough, something looks back at you. That's the shadow. That's the reptilian brain, I think. That fucker, I think, is the key of traveling with your consciousness. It's, it's, because it's something to do with that. Because there's these toads in winter that basically freeze for the whole winter. And then, and then when spring comes back, <clears throat> and the snow starts to melt, these frogs wake up again. 
Where the fuck did their consciousness go during that time? All these rich people freezing their bodies because they think they can bring their consciousness back later um, when the technology is there or <clears throat> or people now trying to upload their consciousness to the cloud. It's like ascension, shamans talking about ascension, Jesus talking about like Jesus ascending into the cloud. It's like... <clears throat> What's the difference, man? What is the what is the difference? We are all still trying to do the same shit right now. From like back then till now, we're all still trying to do the same shit. It's to live forever. It's to not die. <clears throat> and here you have one side, you know, people saying your brain produces consciousness. Once you die, that's it. That's it. Nothing else. One side saying no. Um, uh, your body is basically just the TV or antenna picking up on consciousness so you can experience, have this experience in this 3D world um, that, that you, the thing in you, your soul, spirit, whatever consciousness that that is the thing that's always eternal and always there and you know that's energy, energy never you know disappears, it just so, it's basically coming down to basically where fantasy becomes reality, spirit becomes matter. I think we're at that point. We're at that point, man. I don't know. I don't know what's... All I'm, all I'm saying is, <clears throat> all I can say for my... Speak for myself, I, I guess, really, is... I think the pyramids are involved. I think consciousness is involved. I think I think we are all starting to wake up now and we're going to have some big big paradigm shift, I think. It does kind of uh, make me um, think of the movie Life of Pi. It's like, well, until I guess everything is realigned perfectly and New Jerusalem comes down from the sky <laughs> onto this earth. Until that happens... Um, <clears throat> to stick with uh, which story is better basically which story do you prefer okay you prefer that one fine well, you can you can stick with that one placebo almost I feel like creates your reality so like what difference does it make <clears throat> you find what you seek um That's, I mean, wouldn't that be the way you would, let's say, set up a game? I don't know. Would you want to know all the answers and tricks and shortcuts? Like, Alan Watts, you know, he's saying, like, would you want to know anything? At the end, you would want to go into a story or dream where you could be surprised once again. <clears throat> you know, just go full method, full retard. Alright. I think I'm done.
If anything, it just goes to show you that everything is going on in your head. All these voices, all whether good, bad, negative, ugly, whatever. It's all going on in your head. And I don't know. To me, it's like if I knowing that kind of is comforting and also kind of scary because it's like well that means I can just you know do whatever to change my thought patterns or whatever but it's like but also at the same time it's like well so that means my story is entirely up to me hmm no, I think it's it's I think it's a give and take. It's that's what I'm saying, man. It always <sighs> at the end it it always like, you know, MLK, Mr. King said it like the arc of the universe leans towards justice. It's it's two thirds it's it's two thirds good and one third two thirds order and one third chaos to, to bring us to that point of holy shit. We're fucked. <laughs> and sometimes, yeah, we do get fucked. Tragedy is real, man. But in the long run, it's like it always just kind of has this feel of a love story between the masculine and the feminine. And if you look at the yin and yang, it's like the black hole in the white is, it's a tunnel. It's a fucking 3D tunnel from white, from the white hole to the black hole. That's how particles from this side and that side do the same thing. It's a fucking tunnel. You, consciousness, is opposite poles, opposite ends on the same fucking pole. It's, it's. Light and darkness, good and evil, on the same fucking pole. The spinal cord. And that is you. It's consciousness going from light to dark. From bottom to up. It's <laughs> masculine, feminine. From ignorance to bliss. It's, it's just... Well, at least that's what I'm seeing. I'm not saying that's how it works necessarily, but that's what I'm seeing. And, you know, I could probably have my biases, which I probably do. So, well, this is why um, I think just being grounding yourself is required from time to time because if you are just living up in your head all day every day well then you're going you just it's, you won't have any relationship it's not a relationship then it's just yeah it's just so i don't know in my life to me at this point at my stage it's like I kind of value relationship more now than, than like, I don't know, being right. It's like, being right is kind of overrated for me now. I mean, I would like to be right. I, I would like to make sure my, my research and my information or whatever is, you know, as accurate as is possible, but like, I don't know, what's right to me could be completely wrong to someone else, so there you go, like, is there any objective truth if we're all looking with different eyeballs, like, what, what, what does it matter? And that's why a relationship comes in, is because, how do you relate with someone? You gotta have similar experiences, or something in similar that you can relate to, right? 
And then you build on that relationship with things you have in common, interests, or even differences, you know, so that you can... It, it, it has to be this... That's what I'm saying. It, it's, it always seems to come back to this bicameral nature. In order to have any movement or animation, there needs to be two. It has to come from one, and it has to split to two. So, once again, like I'm saying, all these different perspectives, but which way to look at it, look at reality from, it's like, you can't, because that's, that's the whole paradox. You can't look at everything in this limited 3D dimension, so... All we can do is, you know, make metaphors or images or symbols to explain something we see in our head. Anyways, I'm just babbling now. Hope you guys are doing good. Have a good one. Peace.